but it looks like we are live now. <laughs> live now. So hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast Twitch channel. My name is Michael, and we're here tonight for another episode of Detention Live. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Chris, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. And then joining us tonight is a special guest co-host. We have Wes, and Wes has a YouTube channel that's nerdy RPG-type stuff called Creative Juices 7th. I think that, is that how you say that? You got it. You got it right. You got it in one. Okay. It is not intuitive, <clears throat> but I did research. So, Wes, welcome to the show. Happy that you're here. Oh, so excited to be here. Michael, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I know Chris didn't want me here. So, Michael, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you fought for me. He's a bit of a curmudgeon, but that's why we love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, from, from. So give us the quick pitch. What's the elevator pitch for the YouTube uh, channel? What are people going to find if they go there? Is there a particular episode that like, hey, I've never heard of this. Where should they go the first time sort of thing? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, so what you're going to find there is something called the D&D PSAs, where every single basic PSA video is uh, just basically four character sketches, monologues spliced together into bite-sized chunks where every character is a realm, uh, sorry, every character is in the realm of D&D. Okay. Um, and we get a bunch of people from the Chicago acting, comedy, improv community. So we get people who are just way too talented mm. uh, to come in here and do this for us. Yeah, we don't have that uh, problem. <laughs> I know, I'm here. Uh, so uh, let me take those characters and we further explore them in like narrative series, debates. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a super fun series. You can start really wherever, just a basic PSA video. Uh, our latest one is number 10 and has a, our first original song. Ooh. So that may be a good place to start. Um, nice. So that's a basic elevator pitch. All right. Very cool. Well, again, once again, very glad that you're here. I really hope that a few people will check out your channel from here. Uh, anyone listening, if you do go check out the channel, you think it's cool, make sure you subscribe, ring the bell, all that stupid stuff I never say. But make sure you let them know that we sent you. So say, hey, I heard about this on detention. That's why I'm here. Uh, but Hell we're going to yeah. jump into the show as we often do, or we always do, is with the extracurricular. And this is where we just all talk about what we've been up to recently, uh, usually nerdy stuff, you know, books we're reading, games we're playing, you know, Zelda just came out, maybe that's a thing you're doing. But really, you're sharing with strangers on the internet, so anything and everything you feel comfortable doing like that. But we're going to start with you, Chris, if you don't mind, tell us a bit what you've been up to lately, buddy. Uh, well, I haven't played the new Zelda game. But my son has. He's played it quite a bit. He liked it. I've seen there's uh, a lot of growing activity, like apparently adding giant wooden penises and then shooting them as a thing in the game. I don't know. Uh, uh, he, what game are you looking at, Michael? You no, know, it's serious. It's a thing I've seen. It's like this big wooden nope. creature that has literally like a cannon, a fire, a, a log, like a cannon, where its junk would be, and then people shoot that and then it dies. I have no idea what's going on, but it's a thing. I swear, look, uh, you know, look, look it up. I'll All have right, to thanks for having me, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll ask Quentin on that one. Yeah, yeah, ask know. Quentin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't played it because I spent most of the weekend doing the Diablo Four Server Slam. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna turn around and buy that because I really enjoyed it. Uh, I found out as a sorcerer, just streamline one element because multiples didn't work. It just watered it down too much. Um, other than that, uh, Melissa and I did kind of binge a show on Netflix called Sweet Tooth. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was very surprised with it. I kept yeah, yeah, holding yeah. off thinking, no, I can't do another show with just, you know, anthropomorphic creatures. 
but everybody kept telling me it was so good. So I was like, fine, I'll watch the first episode. I did the whole fine. <laughs> I'll watch the first episode. And if I don't like it, I'm done. And they had me hooked quick. Um, sure. It, it was well done. I think it's a good one for families even. I, I'd say 10 and up. I think a little below that. There, there was some couple things you're like, okay, let me explain this to you. I think 10 and up would be okay. How old's your son? Can I ask? Uh, he'll be 19 in a couple of weeks. So he's oh, okay. So you still had to explain some stuff to him. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, he didn't watch it with me. Oh, okay. uh, he's 19. He's too cool to hang out with mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. He, he's definitely too cool for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually he's super busy. He's, uh, he's doing ultimate Frisbee. He's coaching two, two teams and some other stuff. So he's not here much. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed sweet tooth. I was relatively surprised we we binged both seasons in a week which we don't usually do so uh, i enjoyed that one other than that not a lot's been happening you know i work a ton i did have another kid get eagle scout last night so as a scout master i'm up to 10 uh i think 12 is about where i'll stop because i have two more kids that uh, i've known since birth that i want to see get it and then i'm out i'm retiring (laughs) <laughs> Hang up You're being so scout close master. to 12 and 12 is just that magic number, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's pretty much all that's been happening with me the last few weeks. What about you, Wes? What's, what's new in your world or what yeah. have you been up to? All right. Okay. Okay. Calm down, Chris. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got, uh, so I'm playing through God of War Ragnarok. Uh, either what? you played? No. Not that one. Uh, I love the game, but I'm a bit of a completionist. So mm. went through the game, beat the game. Now I'm doing all the after game stuff. Um, and I'm really digging everything about it, except I always feel bad when I play the game. It's kind of like how I feel when I play the Batman Arkham games. Because mm-hmm. like okay. Batman is supposed to be the slick crime fighter, right? And then mm-hmm. I play it. And it's kind of like how if Mr. Bean put on the cowl. He's just kind of stumbling around and getting beat up. So you have Kratos there. He's the god of war. supposed to be this huge badass, right? And I am just failing all these basic fights. Uh, So that's what I've been playing, just kind of stumbling through it. Uh, I put it on, uh, I shouldn't be admitting this, um, but I I put it on the easiest mode. Oh, I don't know. Can I stay? Can I stay? Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. What do you think we do? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to think, we came from an era where you had one joystick and a button. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That was our first gaming system. We didn't have a keyboard and multiple buttons. We would get confused as kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then they slowly added a couple more analog mm-hmm. sticks, a few more buttons, and man, yeah. now we're off to the races. <laughs> For sure. What, what about you, Michael? What have okay. you been up to? Uh, just a lot. But nothing of importance. Um, I started off by making the mistake of not dying in my sleep. And now I have pain somewhere because I didn't do anything. I just woke up and now I hurt. I think I've, I've mentioned on, on Twitter and Facebook, we had, I live in a rural area now. We had some somebody, I assume, dropped off four dogs. They just all of a sudden appeared in my yard. And we've been trying to find them homes and trying to get them adopted. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So now we're talking to like the local shelter, which is not a no-kill shelter. I know I'm very sad, but... We can't keep four new dogs, so we're trying really hard, but now we're dealing with that. Um, So just uh, there's a lot of emotion tied up in that. I don't know why I started with that. Probably there's a reason because I dropped my glasses while I was out trying to feed them tonight because I'm still feeding them. And one of them 
broke my glasses. That's why I'm not wearing them because they were literally broken 25 minutes ago by these four stray dogs that we're wow. trying not to become attached to because we literally cannot adopt four dogs. But we're in that weird place where if we send them to the shelter, we, you know, they probably won't be adopted out, but we don't. Uh, it's it's fr- it's frustrating. It's rough. Uh, so good trying not to try not to get attached to them. But Michael, what are their names? Uh, well, my oldest son has named all of them. I don't oh have not God. named any of them. I don't pet them, but I do feed and water them because that's I'm I'm not I'm like Chris. Like fine, I'm just trying not mm-hmm. to get attached because yeah, because I will end up adopting all of them. But we already oh, have three enough. animals. We literally cannot adopt anymore. So TV wise, I still love Yellow Jackets. I've been hearing some scuttlebutt on TV that like the season is just good at the first season, but I I'm really enjoying it. I just started watching um, the Big Door Prize. Have either of you checked that out on Apple? Never even heard of it. Okay, it's not getting a lot of conversation that I can tell, but I am really into it. It's it's definitely a comedy in some ways, but it. It makes you think about yourself in ways that might make you be like introspectively uncomfortable. Uh, Basically, it's on Apple Plus if you have access to that. Um, So it just starts off. There's this video game sort of thing that just shows up in the general good store of this small town. And it will tell you what your life's potential is. So people are starting to do this. And like Hmm. this one kid who's who's not necessarily the smart kid gets meteorologist. And he thinks that's like an astronomer. He doesn't even understand what it is. Uh, another person gets hero. Another person gets liar. Another person gets royalty. And our main character, who is a teacher, and he said he sort of like self says, "I'm you know I'm a teacher and I'm really good at whistling." Like that's just sort of like he talks about. It. He doesn't want to do it. He thinks it's dumb. People are like changing their lives. Like this person gets divorced. Another person gets married. Another person goes out and buys a motorcycle and starts riding their motorcycle around. He goes finally and, and does it, and he gets teacher slash whistler. No. <laughs> and so the show is like, like, what would you do if you were suddenly told you could do so much more than what you're doing? Uh-huh. And or what would you do if you were told, no, you're doing absolutely the best you could possibly achieve. And yet there's also no, like, is this a scam? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's divine providence. It's just this machine. It's like a, you know, one of those Zoltan sort of like tell your prophecy things, but it tells you your potential. And it's really engaging to see how people are dealing with getting one they like or getting one they don't like. In times, it's hilariously funny. And in other times, it's like, what would you do? How would you respond to that? And like, you know, there's marriages that are breaking up and dissolving. How would you deal with your spouse being like, I have this this thing I want to now, uh, you know, explore that you're not a part of. So it's really engaging TV. Highly encourage anybody who has access to Apple to go check it out. It's it's really weird, but in a good way. But it's also really weird in like funny ways. It's hard to express more than I've already done. Well, now I've, I have to ask because uh, I assume if I walked up to that machine or whatever you said it was, I, I just it would print out like it just say a nuisance. So <laughs> what would, uh, what would it print out for you two? That That's the thing is like, I'm trying to figure out like, what would it say? And what would I want it to say? You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it would say. I know what I would think I would want it to say, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it would say. And that's the thing that get that kind of, I'm struggling with that's that introspective thing. You know, I'm a, I'm a fledgling game designer. I'm a long-term podcaster. I'm a husband. I'm a sure. father. Is that 
would any of that be in there or it would just be like loser? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if it said owner of seven animals? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Sucker who adopts animals. Yes. <laughs> Chris, any thoughts on what it might say for you? Uh, could it just be lotto winner? It'd be easy. <laughs> hey, that'd be nice. Yeah. Then I'd spend all my, you know, my fortune on lotto tickets right now. I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, I, I've achieved most of the stuff I want to do. You know, my, right. my son's in college. He's doing great. You know, my wife and mm-hmm. I get along great. We, we go do gaming stuff together and I, I, we have a comfortable life. I don't know if I'd want too much more. And, and and that's the thing that I'm I'm really struggling with as a watcher, trying to like, is this real? Is what is better or worse to find out that you have this huge potential that you've squandered, like you you could have been world famous author, or sure. the, like our main character who got what exactly they are. Yeah. What is like? Would you be satisfied with that? Going, oh, I'm right where I'm supposed to be, or would you think, oh? No, I guess, I guess this is it, you know, because I think oh, the main I, character, like the, the very first show starts off with their 40th birthday. So they're certainly not a spring chicken, but there's a lot of life left. Assuming, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get diseased or hit by a bus. I don't know. So yeah, it's it, definitely, I, I laugh through every episode, but I also am like, hmm, through a lot of the episodes too. So I don't know, check it oh, out. Yeah. I spent a lot of time talking about that. So it probably will be done other than I will say action 12 cinema. The game I wrote um, was featured last night in a live stream for charity, which absolutely just like melts my heart makes me almost tear up because not only do people get to play my game and they had fun doing it, but they also were able to raise some money for a charity that involves kids and, and like homelessness and food. So absolutely. I'll put a link in this show note to that Twitch stream. If, if anybody wants to go check it out. Nice. All right. That's so awesome. with that, we will then roll into our first improv game. Uh, this is one called 10 Things. If you're not familiar, this is where we're going to take turns prompting each other sort of in a chain uh, to try to come up with a list of 10 things that fits the prompt. The idea that immediacy is more important than accuracy. So if a list that you create quickly is better in terms of the game than a list that, that goes that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, Wes, you are the guest, so you get to choose. Do you want to go first in terms of prompting Chris or I, or would you like to go first in terms of being prompted by one of us? Well, for those of you watching the video at home or on your phones or wherever, uh, you just saw that I stretched, so (laughs) I am ready. I am ready to go. Somebody give me a prompt, and I'll give you 20 things. Just stop me. Ooh, overachiever. (laughs) All right. Um, All right, Wes, uh, since you do the D&D PSAs, how about uh, 10 PSAs that you guys uh, t- chose not to do? Ooh. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Uh, we're, this is like just a, this is a hypothetical. This isn't something that we pitched. Um, an assassin who loves clam chowder. Uh, a rogue who uh, has daddy issues. We might have done that one. Two. Uh, an automaton who runs uh, MS-DOS. Three. Uh, Three. Let's see. Um, I'm, I'm actually writing some good ones right here. <laughs> uh, so, a sentient Twitter. Uh, so uh, then we have uh, a halfling a uh, barbarian who is really upset he can't get on the roller coaster rides. Um, how many is that? Is that 20 yet? That's five. five. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, let's see, a uh, dwarven fighter who can't shave his beard no matter how hard he tries. Um, six, let's six. see, uh, uh, let's see, um, an elf who is uh, just super excited about life. 
Um, seven. And let's see. Um, uh, an artificer who uh, has two left feet on the dance floor. Eight. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Here we go. Uh, uh, a Dickensian orphan who's secretly rich. Nine. Um. Uh. And then um a human uh who desperately wants to be an adventurer. Uh. But his uh parents want him to be a CPA. Ten. Ten. Ooh, that wasn't hey. quite the list of ten things. All right. So you did great. Was I know again? It's, it's always like you feast or famine, but you did fantastic. But to keep the sort of the chain rolling, since Chris prompted you, you will then prompt me, and then I will finish everything by prompting Chris. So give me my list of ten things. Oh, I need to take a nap after that one. That was <laughs> that was that was tough. Um. All right. All right. So um, I want to. I, I I am so intrigued by this. Uh, you said it was on Apple. Yes. Uh, the show. Um. So give me ten things that you want it to say uh, if you go up to that machine. Okay. Um, gigolo. One. Um, father, not related. Podcaster. Two. Three. Award-winning podcaster. Ooh, four. Game designer. Five. A monetarily successful game designer. Six. A pet adopter. Seven. World Soccer. Traveler. Eight. Uh, professional DM. Nine. Adequate DM. Ten. Yeah, yeah, that I feel like you took a lot from your life. Oh, uh, so And I cheated by doubling a lot, by doing the same one with a slight change. Yeah, this is not my first rodeo. All right. Yeah, sure. so that brings us to Chris. Oh, Chris, so you're big into the Diablo thing right now. Um, so give me mm -hmm. 10 achievements that you hope to achieve i think that's the thing right xbox achievements uh for diablo all right uh best dressed one uh most colorful hair two two uh smallest weapon three uh, three uh the weapon that travels the f least distance four four uh biggest feet five five uh smallest head six six biggest hands seven seven uh can walk only backwards eight eight uh, most colorful pants. Nine. Nine. And uh, never wears pants. Ten. Ten. That was, in fact, this a list you. of ten things. This is for you. I'm clapping right. for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to move into our used book section. This is generally like the largest, like I call it the meat and potato section of the show. Uh, this is where we have a guest. They, they come on. They talk about a game they've played, a campaign they've they ran or played in. And the idea here is that we're looking for lessons learned, something that happened that you're like, hey, that was great. Let's try that again, or let's explore that further. Or maybe something that you tried that failed miserably, and you're like, hey, don't do that again. So, uh, Wes, you're the guest tonight. Do you have a campaign or a game that you can talk about tonight? Absolutely, absolutely. So it's really funny. So I do this series all based on D&D, &D, right? Sure. And it's I've only played a handful of campaigns that lasted like three sessions and then all fall, fell apart. But I love D&D &D so much. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have a kind of a limited experience. But I remember one. I remember one story uh, that I it was, you know, just a kind of a beginner's game. Beginning side quest was uh, I had to get this recipe, this bread recipe from a baker. Like, you know, one of those epic side quests that exactly. you dream about doing? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I did the, the I was a halfling rogue. So I did the halfling rogue thing. And I snuck in the window. I had to do so many stealth checks. I hid in the cabinets and I hid over here. And uh, long story short, did not get the recipe. Mm. 
Uh, so, uh, and then the, the following day happened and I was just like, you know what, DM, I'm just going to go to the baker and he plays the baker. He says, uh, hello there. What can I do for you? Whatever voice he used. Um, and I was like, Hey Baker, uh, can I have the recipe for your bread? He's like, Oh sure child. Here you go. <laughs> and so my main point is try the easiest thing first. Yeah. Don't try the most difficult thing. Don't be a hero. Try the easiest thing first. Interesting, because I I often, as I've, I've said a lot of times, I like to play wizards. Wizards are like my favorite class to play. And just about if I play a new game, I generally gravitate. If there's a wizard or wizard class, uh, I will, a type of class, I'll go there. And the reason that I do that is I enjoy overly complicated solutions to what are generally easy problems. So I approach life, at least in the Indian the opposite of that. I would have mm -hmm. found the most complicated way to solve that problem. But I do admire and, and, and like encourage that ingenuity of the, let's just ask, you know, because again, no matter what happens, it's going to be interesting. And I would say fun because maybe the, in your case, the baker's like, sure. Yeah, here you go. Here's, here's the, the recipe. But if not, like they, there could have, that could have went a lot of interesting ways. So I definitely yeah. applaud the ingenuity of at least asking. Yeah, you always just have to ask, you know? <laughs> and uh, Michael, I'm disappointed you didn't do the accent when oh. you uh, did the baker. Mm -hmm. uh, mm, accent, definitely not my thing. Uh, I have like two, and basically it's like put upon um, Southern. Oh, I do the clay. I got the vapors. That's about as good as I can do, and I can only do that one line. Um, <laughs> oh, got it. So, Chris, so any thoughts on um, just asking as a way to circumvent an, an adventure. I, I mean, it's in a way it's creative from the player because the DM's not going to expect it. Mm. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Now being a DM, that's pretty quick on his feet. That recipe is not going to be anything like you thought it was going to be. Mm. Oh, sure. There might be, you know, the, the, the souls of innocent people written in there someplace that you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> now I'm horrified. Now what do what I do? Am I eating? Yes. Yeah. So now, and now it's going to be a, a bigger story, mm -hmm. and now the game's going to go in a different direction. Because as a game master, I've planned we're going to play for you know four hours. I expect you to spend you know three hours you know casting knock, picking locks, you know fumbling around the cookie jar, and you figured out in twenty minutes that you could just ask. So now I've got to fill that time with something different. Yeah, yeah of course. Have you ever tried just asking the evil wizard to not yeah. try world domination? Have you thought Has about ever tried not that? being a jerk face? Yeah. Have you tried not being an asshole, dude? Like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Um, <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind when you said that it was actually, though, was the SpongeBob movie. Um, the, like, isn't there a whole plot around like getting the crusty crab recipe that involves like time travel and a whole bunch of weird stuff that happens? I'm not really into SpongeBob that much, but I have seen that episode or that movie like s multiple times for some reason. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, don't okay, right. no, I'm, don't I'm speaking Michael. to a very small contingent of audience. Those out there who know, if you know, you know. So, I guess my question would be then my thought is the DM had every option on the table. Mm -hmm. Why do you think they chose yes? Was it because they thought that would be the funnest, the funniest? Or was this whole getting the recipe not really that big of a deal? And they were actually secretly like, oh, thank God, because I, I didn't want this to be a thing. So what are your thoughts, Wes, on why the DM chose the option of least resistance and just saying, yeah? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think because that whole stealth mission that failed took the better part of an hour. Uh, <laughs> so, dear God, yes, 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 you can have it. Yes. You, you can just effing have it. <laughs> um, you wake up and it's tattooed on your body. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and then I think also, because it'd just be the funniest thing, because this guy's like a hilarious performer, mm -hmm. which he has not done a PSA yet, so mm -hmm. I need to reach out to him. Okay, but anyway, all right, all right. Uh, and I think it's one of those things where uh i'm uh i don't want to say i i i i don't want to uh, this is live uh, you can, you, this isn't live right you can cut this out uh so yeah it's just us no one's here you're right you're right <laughs> um i i find that i might be a pain in the ass player maybe that's why the mm. sessions only lasted a few but like i will get really like in the weeds and uh and like I was trying to like do different things and uh, trying to sneak into like different things just for this freaking recipe. Uh, so I think when I just walked up and asked the baker, I think he was just like, yeah, fine. Here's the <laughs> recipe. Yeah, it's actually this is a it's a this is an intervention, Wes. You're here tonight with all of your old DMs. We're going to talk about your play style. Bring them out. <laughs> Bring them out. Yeah. Well, and that could be it i've been the dm who's thrown little riddles and puzzles at players and watched them do everything around the answer and i'm like it's right there it's here it's here i put arrows literally pointing <laughs> to it and you're turning the arrows in opposite directions to you know figure something else out and you're just like banging your head on the table oh yeah definitely overthinking is uh is just a. Uh... It's a habit in my personal life as well as in my gaming life. Yeah. yeah. So, but you gotta, you gotta just try the easiest thing. Yeah, I do. I do. Again, once again, I, I'm not kidding. I applaud that the ingenuity of just asking and I applaud the DM because I, I'm trying to think how I would handle that. And I almost guarantee I would have went a different way. There would have been some, uh, just absurd complication. Maybe they would be like, yeah, of course, here, let me get you a copy. And then they're murdered, like, before they get back. Or That would have been great. It turns out that they're like that. there was an assassin there that was also after the recipe, so they give you a different fake recipe so they can then have the real recipe. Or I really like, like Chris, is that, like, there's some, like, it seems normal. It's like, you know, water, flour, eggs, soul of a child. Like there's just like one that's kind of in the middle. That's just like, what, <laughs> you know, as you're going yeah. through the recipe or it's not a recipe. It's like a spell that opens up a chasm to the, you know, to a demon dimension or something like you follow the recipe, but instead of making pasta, it is some like awful thing. There would have been something I would have not been able to just, yeah, here you go. See, uh, you and Chris seem to have this thing that I like to call imagination. Uh, and I feel like, uh, this, <laughs> like you're getting me all these scenarios. Like, you know, it's, uh, uh, what is that? Um, uh, that film with Chris Evans, like Snowpiercer or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, where they finds out like these protein bars are actually like these bug creatures. And it's like, oh my mm -hmm. God, that would have been awesome to find out. I don't out think that's Snowpiercer. Or what, from, was that? Is it, wasn't Snowpiercer like they go on the train at the end of the train. It turns out they're all evil already or something. Um, uh, you know what? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I am interested in this bug protein thing. That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, let me let me circle back to that. So, was that like a main quest, or was that like a side quest that you just like wanted to do? Like, how did the whole "I'm gonna steal the bread" recipe actually come about? Um, it was just like our our uh, uh, our uh, host patron in the game 
was like, I need to test your stealth skills. Oh, okay. I need you to steal this recipe. Um, so of course, like I tried the whole stealth route, okay. but I could now that I'm thinking back on it, I think I missed the whole point of the quest by just asking because I was supposed to do it stealthily. Wow, five years later. I realized I did the quest wrong. Yeah. Well, get that. That's interesting too, because they're trying to figure out like, you know, I, we actually have a new series we've been doing recently, quick plug for myself called the sample adventures, where we try out a bunch of different games through the adventure that's usually included. Like there it's, it's the sample adventure. So we've been trying out a bunch of different things. And I remember somewhat tangentially related, like Eberron's my favorite D and D setting. I love Eberron. I, I just, I love to play an Eberron and almost every game I, that I run, if it's homebrew, there's a lot of Eberron, you know, built into it, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a sample adventure in the Eberron, like the old, like three, third edition where there's like a really tough battle that is part of that thing. It's like the dark lanterns. I don't know if you're familiar. It's like the secret Braillish, um, you know, CIA type of thing where you can get hired to help. And like, I think the simple adventure there is you have to like go to this, like, um, rich dudes, personal like zoo or something. And then there's like these giant ape creatures, with like four arms and you have to subdue them. And I think that it's written like, well, they don't have to fight them. Like there's all these other ways that you could like, I think there's a way you can like make a potion or there's like a flower that you can get that will knock them unconscious. But I'm going to assume 90% of our players are going to fight them. And if you fight Mm -hmm. these things, you're probably going to die. And it just makes me think like the, the different ways that you can like introduce a character, like, Hey, here's your first meeting. I want to bring you into this organization. Very classic. Love it but all the different things that you could actually have them do to show their worth. And then what happens as if in your case, it doesn't go well. Like I'm almost wondering, I'm, my, my thought now is I'm thinking is, is there a better way or should you just not even do that? Like, like should you not have the tryout episode unless you're thinking mystery men where mm-hmm. if it goes poorly, it's kind of funny. Cause yeah, you could have that like, okay, the mage has to do the mage thing, but one bad arcana, are you really going to bring the mage in? Like you failed so terribly. <laughs> why did they even keep you around? Like you should, you have to question all the other players, characters going, why are we keeping this person? They suck. Yeah. 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 That's, that's so funny. If like, I, I just totally fail this side quest, but I do wind up getting the recipe. Yeah. Uh, I like how <laughs> so we maybe spend you become a baker. 20 minutes. Like you're, you, you're not cut out for the adventure in life, but you, you actually open a great bread store. Oh, no, it's just like every single other halfling rogue who has attempted to steal this <laughs> recipe has died. So just my process of elimination. Yeah. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Or maybe that's like maybe that's the secret BBEG is that you're just try- you have a thing against halflings. And so you're yeah. just sending them to their death over and over and over and over and over again. And you're like, no, I'm just going to ask. And it's like, holy shit, this guy's amazing. See, there's that thing called imagination again, uh, which apparently our old DM didn't have. Uh, Or or they had more than mine. They they like big brain that. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Chris, any other thoughts about this uh, get get the recipe starter adventure sort of thing? And if you have any recipes to share with the audience. Uh, Nope. You have to come get them. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the only other thing I would think of is, I mean, would that become just a skill challenge? Hmm. You know, and that would be my thought when you said, hey, can I have it? Did the DM make you roll a check or did he just go, here you go? Oh, uh, no. He's just like, oh, oh no, here you go. Yeah. Uh, like the like the baker just had the recipe on him. 
Yeah, um, your DM was over it. They were, it was way over yeah, it. They were over it. Yeah, yes. that, that is what I'm reading through between the lines here is that they were like, okay, this was not supposed to be a thing. It became a thing. Now the thing's over. Let's get to the other thing, the real thing that yeah. we're supposed to do. So what, what happened next? Like once you got the recipe, were you now part of like the Justice League and you went on a real adventure? Like what happened after that? Well, again, this this whole campaign lasted three sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I mean, that that recipe thing, that lasted almost an entire session. Uh, so, uh, um, so after that was just a lot of role play because, like, I was also again, I'm a pain in the ass player. Nobody should want to play with me. <laughs> uh, so, like, I was very deceptive, right? So, like, I was, I would be lying. Uh, I play everything very close to the vest, so I'd be lying to the other members of the party. Mm-hmm. Um, I have since learned not to do that, by the way. Uh, so if anybody's out there There's, running a campaign, you know, personal please. growth, we're we're here for that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And again, I appreciate the intervention. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, um, so it was a lot of me trying to sneak off and failing, mm. uh, and getting caught and tied up. And just like a lot of role play as we try to figure out how to trust each other, mm. uh, which I thought was very fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, I'm an improviser. So like, give me, like, give me all the role play. I love that stuff. Almost like a corporate retreat. Like it's a, a trust, a series of trust exercises, but it's like how to bring the team together and everyone fails. <laughs> just terrible yeah. across the board. <laughs> uh, and, it, and the only reason you're together is because you're the, you're the last one picked for everything. So you, it's either you're together or you're you're apart. There's no other. There's no one else that will work with you. You're the misfit island, island of misfit toy situation. It's like yeah, they do a trust fall, and it's like okay, I'm gonna fall. You better catch me, and and they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Into a fit of spikes. Okay, I get you didn't catch me, but did you have to stab me on the way down? Like what was that about? That's interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, It's it's not really related, but for some reason this has brought up a a memory. I, when when I when I first started the podcast again like 13 years ago, uh, my original co-host was Evan, and he and I played together. He'd never played before. It was, it was a whole thing. Go back and listen to the first episodes. Uh, but there was a game we were playing in where he had snuck into. It, it was like a tent, like a like a military tent, like a circus tent, and it had been empty. He was trying to infiltrate, and then he he made some noise, so I had a guard come in. And the way I had described the interior, it was very sparse. There wasn't a lot to it. It was like a little fire. It's like some logs and like a bureau. Like, I don't even remember the whole thing. But he wanted to hide. And, we, and we'd all joked about the, where where are you supposed to hide? He's like, I don't know. I'm going to hide. And I did the classic, mm-hmm. all right, we'll roll it. And, of course, classic, he rolled like the natural 20. And so I had to come up with a reason why. I mean, it was literally like, like the John Cena thing. Like, it he was there <laughs> but he passed the stealth check so i had to go with it like so i, I don't know so i i think i ended up basically as dm saying that like someone else said hey let's go like i had to introduce yeah. another npc to distract the first one because that was the only thing i could come up with in the moment that made any freaking sense why he didn't get seen in this room this empty room that he was standing in the middle of um so again I, it's not really related but it just it, this sparked that memory and i just wanted to share because i think that's a fun story um yeah. so i guess it would circle back to how how do you interact like the improv nature of when you get an unexpected result in this case an unexpected request you know rolling with it i, I guess i just that would circle back to say i'm a big fan of improv i'm not improv trained but i've played D for 30 years i guess that kind of counts yeah um yeah 
the whole yes and, and that even if it's absurd, sometimes that's the most fun. Oh, absolutely. I remember, um, and this uh, was a story I was thinking of bringing in because uh, I just think it's funny. Um, it's like, so it was another campaign. I was playing like a human fighter, you know, just I think it was my first campaign. Human fighter is like just basic warrior when you play a new video, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, I was had to get this uh, information from this uh, gentle lady who worked at a tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had high charisma. So I seduced her mm-hmm. and the DM was like, okay, you take her back to the, to your room, roll a dexterity check. Oh, and I natural one. Oh, and he was like, well, you gave her the most disappointing two minutes <laughs> of her life. Yeah. Hey. It was like story of my two, wife. Two life. minutes. I applaud you for two minutes. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, try holding your breath for yeah. two minutes. Not easy. Yeah. It's hard. And and that's of course how I make love is uh, I just hold my hold breath, breath for two and minutes wait for it to yeah. be over. So it, it, it's actually so funny you brought that up because that was the other one of the the big revelations that Evan and I had, you know, going through this podcast is um, is I've been playing D&D, you know, for many many years, and he really he was brand new, and we kind of had a similar situation where. <laughs> He, there was a, it was, I think it was an Eberron game too. So there was a, a lady in the, in the adventure that I think was like a module that was written that she was in particularly attracted to, I think tieflings maybe, whatever species he was. So she was sexually attracted to him. He thought that the reason she wanted to meet separately is that she was maybe like a spy or something. She had information to exchange and wanted to do it away from prying eyes. And like, it didn't get like, you know, graphic or anything, but she was just wanting to have a dalliance. And so it got really weird because he didn't understand why we were still role-playing and she just seemed (laughs) to want to have a relationship. So he kept like drawing it out. And because he was drawing it out, I kind of kept just sort of like trying to see what he was doing. So it was this weird communication issue where like, I don't think we got to the point where anybody was uncomfortable necessarily, but later he's like, I did not understand what was happening. I'm like, clearly not, because, yeah, she just wanted to go to Bone Zone for a while. And he's like, I thought we were trying to do the thing. So it just got into this really weird moment of why are we here? Should I roll? Like, what what is happening? Uh, so it became a good episode, I think, about, like, trust and about setting boundaries and also lines and veils, I think, very important for mm-hmm. those types of things. Uh, but sometimes it is just kind of funny to have someone roll and go, yeah, you kind of sucked that night. It, not the yeah. way you may be thinking. Yeah, you perform and that, poorly. And that's the rule I live by. If I find that a that a woman is uh, attracted to me, um, I just automatically assume they're a spy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. They, they, there's no logical explanation. It has to be something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you want from me? What are you selling? <laughs> so. All right, Chris. I feel like I've been dominating, which is usual. Okay. I talk too much. So, anything else you want to bring in here before we move on? No, I think you got everything that I could think of. <laughs> Other than at some point in your conversation, I heard something about your corporate retreat is tying people up so they tell the truth. Sounds about right. Yeah. 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 I think so. Chris yeah. is the DM from your game. He's like, this, let's just let's just move on. Let's just, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We Here's went from the... bread recipes to uh to, to Nat One dexterity making love throws. Making love chips. So. <clears throat> 
All right, so we're going to move into our second improv game. Uh, this is Where Have My Fingers Been? Uh, if you're not familiar, this is an improv game where we're going to once again prompt each other in turn to create a short scene that involves two or more characters that we will sort of pantomime out. Uh, voices are optional. They're helpful. If you get really froggy and want to bring in a third person like Scott Classic likes to do, you, you do whatever you want to do here. Um, this just to clarify, because we had a little confusion, this isn't a scene like from a movie, though I guess technically it could be, but it's more like a just a completely fabricated scene that involves at least two people in a particular place or time. Uh, Wes, you again are the guest. Would you like to go first in terms of prompting Chris or I to start off this chain, or would you like to go first to having us prompt you? Um, I, since I uh, took center stage, stage at first last time and let's be honest freaking killed it nailed it i will go ahead and give chris a suggestion now let me let me ask do you want just a location do you want a scenario what do you want whatever scene you want but i have to sing the song he has to sing the song first or or new york taylor will will lose his rock so we got to do that first yep be prepared to be wowed where (laughs) have my fingers been i said where have my fingers been yeah so usually it's Two characters in a place, like two sure. kobolds fighting over treasure, or two people in line to see the new Flash movie, something like along those lines. Um, I want you to be in uh, two people in a coffee shop, and one of them is attracted to the other, but he rolls a nat one on charisma. Ooh. Mm. All right. So, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> oh, hello. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Just trying to read a book. <laughs> really? Let me see that book. Uh, seriously, no, I was, I was reading that book. My brother wrote it. Here, brother. Silly boy. You want to read these flex. Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks. And that's where my fingers Yay! are back. Yay! <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so to keep the the chain rolling, so Chris will prompt me, and then I will finish up by prompting Wes. So, of course, where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? Two spies meeting, and they both think the other person is trying to seduce them. All righty. I will also quickly note that we just had like four or five people jump in right as we started this, and they immediately left. So, Mm. (laughs) You're welcome. So, um, notice you in the corner there looking at me uh, is there any particular reason why uh i was supposed to meet someone here and i thought you might be them oh yeah i, I get that a lot i have that face yeah you you look like you have that face um there's there's no one else here which is kind of weird for a starbucks at 12 o'clock i know i thought that was weird too uh since we're the only two people here do you want to like Hang out, I guess. I mean, I got two minutes. Sure. And that's where my fingers have been. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the next James Bond movie just happened. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, yes. Mike, All Michael, right. So, that uh, brought me to tears, brought me to laughter. It was had a beginning, had a min- middle, and an end, had the whole thing there. All right. So, Wes, so you will go next, but again, you do have to sing the song. Where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers been? All right. Um, man, okay. You are watching a video for, it's like a training video at how to be a good cobalt guard. 
So it's like a kobold. You are now the dragon's guard. Kobold's watching that that video, or just end it, so you don't have to do the video too. Hello. So you want to be kobold guard? Well, me and my friend here will show you how you can best be kobold guard. First of all, you need to be able to stand still at attention. That's right there, <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> you got to stand still. And then if somebody pops up, you got to give them the stank eye. Could not have said it better myself, Jared. <laughs> I and if the people do come up to you, you have to use that weapon. That's right, Kenny. You got to use your weapon. And that is where my fingers have been. <laughs> I, 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 I pulled I pulled the ripcord. Yeah. I pulled the parachute. Now it's yeah, again, I usually leave off at least one, if not two, of the beginning, middle, and end, because I think it's funny. Uh that was fabulous. Yeah. Again, I love voices. I wish I could do them. I barely speak English, so I still you get a A plus marks for that alone. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna move into cryptozoology. And this is the portion of the show where nope, where, where, where? There we go. Um, where we're going to talk about a monster. Uh, usually they're from D&D, but not always. We talk about ways maybe we have used these creatures in the past if we have, uh, or then we talk about maybe some creative ways that we could introduce them into a future game. Uh, Wes, you once again are the guest tonight. Did you bring a monster for us to talk about, please? I brought a monster that I really don't want to talk about, but <laughs> we got to talk about it. We got to. It's called, it's called a Kazmi. It's basically a fly demon. Mm -hmm. And... I, yeah, when, uh, Chris, I don't know if you know this, but when Michael asked me to bring um, a monster in to talk about, I was like, you know what? I'm going to find one that is my nightmare. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Seven to nine feet long, fly-human hybrid, also part demon. It can lull you to sleep with its wings. And while you're asleep, it feasts upon you. I mean, get out of here. This is, I hate this thing. I've never encountered it in a game, but it terrifies me. Yeah, I have to say, I, uh, I was not familiar with this creature. This is not something I have used before, but um, we will think about maybe some ways we could use them. I'll go to Chris first. Chris, is this something you've ever experienced as a DM or as a player? Nope. I've never even heard of it before. Yeah, no, I was, I don't do, I do a lot with generic, demons like i actually run several of the campaigns i run i end up using demonic forces but i use them more like from the supernatural tv show uh there's mm -hmm. normal people walking around and every now and then you see their eyes turn different colors so um i don't use a lot of demons straight from like the book so i was not familiar with this at all there is a fifth edition version of it it is in the 5e monster manual i did find that it's on page 57 but somehow i i thought i had the book ready to go and now i can't find it around me so i'm I moved it, but it isn't. There is a fifth edition version. Um, just on the wiki that uh, Wes shared with me, there's also basically first, second, third, fourth. So it's been in every edition of the book. So since we don't have any experience with it before, we will just jump to the how could we use this in an interesting way? Uh, so, Wes, you brought it. Did you, have you thought about this? Like, if you were to experience this as a player or a DM, what do you think would be an interesting, other than just, hey, this is a thing I have to hit and kill, you know, stab it with my sword till it dies? What are some ways that maybe we could use this creature? Um, I am going to, to answer your question, I'm going to start a campaign, uh, not like a DD campaign, but like an actual 
uh, not political campaign, but just a campaign yeah. to get mm-hmm. this stricken from the game. <laughs> it is too terrifying. Okay. Uh, but uh, if to use it, to, uh, an interesting way to use it. There's no redeeming qualities about this creature, right? You see one. If you look at a picture of a Kazmi, it's got like a weird comb over at the top. It looks kind of like my hair, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, it's just very instantly unlikable. So what I think would be interesting if if like a Kazmi outcast were to appear in a campaign that wants to be a good person or oh. a good sentient being. Okay. Um, and wants to be like an informer, but he's never trusted, but he's like one of those... Uh, like a whistler from Buffy the Vampire Slayer type characters where it's like, I don't know what your deal is. Like you're a demon, but you're giving me good information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you do with that? Um, but of course, if I were to come across him in a campaign, I'd instantly kill him or run right, away. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're yeah. pretty horrendous. Um, all right, Chris, any thoughts from you to start off here? Well, I, I like the idea. I mean, I've, I've run a bit of horror so i like the idea of something like this actually being a puppet of another higher creature mm-hmm. so you're going to run into them and find them you know feasting on the blood but what they're actually doing is running or flying back to someplace else and they're feeding something else this blood this is just a soldier and this is just another way that as you're leveling up the characters it's another mini boss in a way okay you could use sturges to kind of build it up right i mean they're just smaller or giant mosquitoes however you want to look at it and just keep building it up to one of these things and then they oh my gosh this must be the big bad guy Eh, nope he's just the next step up to the next thing you know i don't know what demons they actually like serve or anything like that or like you were saying too somebody feeding you information maybe he's trying to overthrow his master Mm. maybe he wants to be the lord of the ninth level of hell or however many levels you have I don't remember how many there are. So, so you can yeah. do something like that. So building off that, the thing that, I, that I've come up with, or it's hitting me now, is um, like maybe sorcerers. There's like been a rash of sorcerers that are, have died. And this creature, because it sucks blood, is basically targeting a specific sorcerous bloodline. And mm-hmm. basically it's like a mosquito, but it's drawn to this particular, particular bloodline that is connected. Because I think there's some of the lore, there's... Uh, uh, either dragons or demons, like there's the bloodline is what gives a sorcerer their power. So maybe this is like they're serving a particular demon who was either fighting against a different bloodline or maybe it was, you know, they had a dalliance a thousand years ago or whatever, and they're trying to cleanse a specific bloodline. I don't want to get real world because that, uh, you know, bleh, but like in magical yeah. terms, they're targeting particular like sorcerous blood and they're, they're killing these and trying to take the blood back. Or they're just trying to like maybe magic users sucking the blood and then using that blood for some sort of ritual. They need like a, a whole bunch of blood that has like magical in nature. Uh, maybe even Fey. Maybe it's a targeting Fey for the same reason. It's just something about the blood it's collecting and using. That's what you said, Chris, that kind of stuck with me is that the, mm-hmm. they're not just devouring the blood. They're collecting blood maybe from like certain animals or certain creatures magical beasts or something for some other purpose so there would be enough of these that they would start to see the pattern that they would then try to stop it before it could complete the ritual yeah i like that a lot the idea of like uh going after a certain uh bloodline and just collecting like exsanguinating them collecting Mm -hmm. all their blood because they need this certain bloodline to raise the 
the the Kazmi mother, like the 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 alien right. queen from Aliens. Uh, so I think that'd be super cool. And just you know, finding uh, the desiccated bodies that are basically sucked dry. Maybe at first they think it's like a vampire situation, but then mm-hmm. it's obviously different. They fly; so they're big, so they could carry things off. So yeah, you, you, you could make it think for a while they're dealing with something else. Like there's like, well, this you know, something was grabbed in the night and flown away. I heard the buzzing or flapping of wings. So you have like they're they're investigating, thinking it's this or thinking it's that, and then it's this horrific thing. Oh God. Oh, just everything about it is so awful. Like I could come across one of these things like giving to charity or like reading to blind children. And I'd be like, you got to kill that son of a (laughs) bitch. Get out of here. So one of their abilities is to lure people to sleep um, with their wings. So Mm -hmm. that could also be a thing where maybe there's like, like, like we were on guard duty and Chad fell asleep. And so everybody thinks Chad's just a, a, you know, a moron. Turns out they were actually, you know, magically or in some sort of supernatural way yeah. put to sleep uh, to kind of add to the mystique of what this creature could be. Yeah. yeah. I, I also just was browsing through it. One of their abilities is they can spot demons who have fled their masters. Oh. Oh. That could be a good little hook where the party is hired to you know, use this creature to spot something that's fled its master and bring it back. And the party thinks they're doing something good because, of course, the demon's going to paint the picture of, you know, this is an evil thing that's escaped its, you know, mm-hmm. prison that I've had it and please bring it back to its prison. And meanwhile, you're out there fetching demons back for some other demon, which, again, leads to that bigger demon's, right. you know, agenda, whatever it is. I mean, that could kind of combine what Wes was saying is that this thing comes to you and is like, yes, I'm horrible, but I'm actually... I'm, I've been sent here to capture something that's even worse than me. And mm-hmm. I'm willing to work with you. If you help me, I'll help you. And then they lead you to someone who's pretending to be a human who's doing all this good stuff. They've, you know, they've, they've tried to change their ways, you know, spike from Buffy sort of a situation. I mean, I'll bring it back to that as well. So they're now currently run an orphanage, feed homeless kids, read to the blind, but they're also a demon who has like slaughtered thousands of other people so then you put the players in this kind of weird thing, like, well, they're evil, but they're trying to do good. Do we let them keep doing this? Do we turn them over? Like, yeah, I like that moral quandary of where do you fall when you a demon is trying to change their ways, but can you ever completely mm-hmm. throw off all the evil you've done? Do you help the Chasme now that's obviously evil? So I don't know, that could be an interesting moral quandary. I think we're missing the most obvious thing. They're collecting the blood from a certain bloodline because somebody needs it for a bread recipe. Yes. Yes. That, that is the I ingredient mean, in, yes. the, in the, yeah. That's, that's the secret recipe. That is the secret, that's recipe. the secret recipe. So then we have to get that recipe. We have to get a copy of it because we don't want the people to know we've stolen it. So yeah. we have yes. to sneak in, get a copy of it, and then change it subtly mm-hmm, and then switch mm-hmm. it back. You see, it all comes full circle. Full circle. Circle of life. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, I've, yeah, that is a new one. I don't know if anybody's, again, listening now or what in the future. If you've ever used this creature or have, you know, think of some interesting ways, we always love for people to contact us. You can comment on the episode where we post it, Facebook and Twitter, all that place. Or you can email our show, uh, the RPG Academy at gmail.com. 
So with that, we will move on to our final section. We have had a couple people jumping in and out. I don't know if there's anybody here now, but we like to do an audience Q&A. So if there is anybody who's watching who would like to ask a question of any of us or all of us as a group, obviously it makes sense for these to be RPG-related questions, but hey, you do you. But we do mm -hmm. reserve the right not to answer anything that we think is inappropriate. Uh, there is a little bit of a delay. So while we're waiting for people to maybe queue up some questions or think of what they want to ask. We'll kind of go around one more time, give our socials if we have them. You can once again kind of tell us a little bit about your uh, YouTube channel. So let's start there, Wes. While we're waiting on any questions, one more time, where should they go? What, sh what will they find if they go there? Yeah, so I forgot to mention at the top, uh, youtube.com slash at Creative Juices 7th. Okay. That is Creative Juices 7th. Um, you'll find the D&D PSAs there. Uh, a bunch of like short comedic sketches spliced together, all kinds of funny people that are way too talented to come in and do it. Uh, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. We got some narrative series in the works. We got some Q and A's and debates in the works. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I do have your, um, uh, like on the video, I have your tag where I have Chris and I's our Twitter handle. I did just put YouTube and I put, I put the name and there will be a link in the show notes. So if people want to go check out the channel, I'll make it as easy as possible. Would you prefer them to go to the particular channel or is there a specific episode that you would like want them to go to if they click a link? Um, just go to the, go to the channel, okay. uh, pick one, uh, that, that speaks to you. Okay. And again, it's fairly new. There's, uh, I won't say only because I know each one is work, but there's there's not like a, there's a thousand PSAs. There's ten roughly at this point. Yeah, there's currently ten. We have one Q and A up, uh, but we're mostly right now we're in phase one to borrow a thing from Marvel, uh, where we're just <laughs> introducing a whole bunch of characters, and from there it's just kind of like a playground. Uh, it's like we we just pick and choose whatever we want to do with them. Uh, in future in future uh, series and episodes. Yeah. And because how long what, are these generally each one, the PSA specifically? Like, are they like four minutes or like half an hour? Like what are we talking about length? We're about uh, about uh, eight to 10 minutes okay. per episode, but that includes like opening credits. That includes bloopers because I love my bloopers. Uh, mm -hmm. The body of the PSA is probably seven minutes with a few minutes of like bloopers and credits and stuff thrown on. All right. Nice. So once again, anybody who is watching Wants to ask some questions uh, while we're waiting one more time. Chris, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug here at the end? Uh, Burlu underscore Chris on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, tomorrow night, we're going to be doing another episode of the Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen uh, module. Uh, also, I I've heard a rumor. Memorial Day. I think it's 8 p.m. Smuggler's Blues. Ooh. Redemption's coming back. It's just going to be me, Michael, and Kaylee doing streaming now. So you're going to hear more of an, I would call a true actual play with us when we actually start releasing the audio, but you can jump on and watch us. The three of us go back to kind of our old school start of redemption was just a few of us and just play some games. Very cool. Be a little I'll, silly. I say I will plug the sample adventures, which is kind of the newest thing we've been doing, which again, these are actual plays through various systems with the included sample adventure. We had been doing those on um, every other Monday and turns out that's when you're going to be doing your um, Smuggler's Blue. So we're going to skip a week so that we okay. alternate. So uh, awesome. one Monday we'll be doing Sample Adventures. The next Monday will be Smuggler's Blue back and forth. Our thing is not 100% secular, so we might skip a little bit. But we're going to make sure mm -hmm. that we're not on the same Monday so that we're not competing with each other. Uh, nice. We just did Blue Rose Monday night. It was 
a great game. Um, I loved that romantic fantasy style. Mercedes Lackey, I, I read a lot of her books in college. I still read them today. I love them. Uh, I like the fantasy age system. And it's basically built off that. So it's a little three-hour adventure where you get a little bit about the fantasy age game system if you're interested, as well as the Blue Rose system if you're interested. Uh, the audio only, I'm working on that now. It should be out soon. And then the Dragonland stuff, uh, I have the first seven episodes Chris sent me. I need to do some tinkering to get them completely mm-hmm. ready. I'm thinking July is when I'm going to start releasing those. Um, that way we'll also have a backlog, so once they come out, they'll come out pretty regularly throughout. Nice. All right, so no new questions came in. That happens sometimes, but we have one question we ask every guest, so we'll ask that before we jump off here. So, Wes... You are being turned into an action figure, not like a, some yeah. e- evil entity is doing that to you, but someone's come to you and said, hey, we're going to make an action figure out of Wesley. What are the three accessories that you think would be in that package? Oh, my goodness. Um, prob- it's got to be my glasses. Glasses? Right here. Uh, my glasses, uh, probably uh, a PlayStation 5 controller. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, and probably if you get the deluxe edition, okay. you're going to get my dog Priya. Uh, so just, those are probably the three accessories. All right. Very cool. I would, just as a suggestion, a two minute timer for whatever purpose you want to use it for. Oh, okay. (laughs) And if your dog needs a companion, I know a guy who's trying to get rid of four dogs. I have four that, that I don't have names for, but they have names. All right. Well, Wes, had a great time. It was absolutely a pleasure to meet you. I wish you the best of success with the YouTube channel. Again, as someone who's been doing this for a long time, I, I know that that creative energy that comes with starting and you want just want people to watch. You want people to give you feedback. You want people to love it. And if people don't, they want to give you, you know, you want criticism and critiques that you can use to make things better. So I hope we'll send a few extra people your way. One more time, where can they find that? YouTube.com slash at Creative Juices 7, 7th. So I guess I should ask, where did that come from? Where, where, what does, does that name mean something? I, I thought I was going to get out of here without you asking that. <laughs> I really did. Uh, so back in the day, back, uh, so we had the, uh, without getting too far into it, a friend of mine wanted a uh, production company called Creative Juices that was taken on YouTube. Mm. So we were like creative juices seven, but it should be seventh because of like third ad, fourth ad, fifth ad. Mm. So creative juices seventh. Nice. Makes as much sense as anything else in the world. So thank you for sharing. I'm a big fan of the thrilling adventure hour. I don't know if you're familiar with that program and they have, uh, it's like an improv group. They call themselves the work juice players. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I didn't know if that was any sort of connection with the juice thing. So it just made me think of it. Uh, But yeah, thank you for being here. Had a great time. Hopefully, maybe we'll have a chance to do something again in the future. Uh, Chris, any Thank final words? Thank you so words? much for having me. Oh, absolutely, of course. Uh, Chris, any final words from you, sir? Uh, join the Discord. Come play some games with us. Yep, that would be a great thing. Again, it's a closed community. You have to ask, but we'll we'll send you an invite. You just have to ask us for it because we had a bunch of people jump on and spam stupid stuff when we started. Uh, and for me, just again, have fun. Roll some D12s, Action 12 Cinema. Um, and then remember, if you're having fun... You're doing it right. That's the thing I meant to say and messed up. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. 
If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.